0: Project 613, Day 254. Today we learn about the mitzvah of returning a stolen object. If someone violated the prohibition against stealing, now they have a positive commandment. They have the opportunity to do a mitzvah. That is to return that which they stole. If the stolen object still exists, the the thief is obligated to return this stolen object. However, if the stolen object doesn't exist anymore or it was changed Uh, in a way that it cannot return to its original state. So then the thief will only repay the value of the stolen object. So let's say someone stole a wooden table, and then he broke it down into small little toothpicks. It's impossible for these toothpicks to be returned to the state of that beautiful table that was stolen originally. And therefore, the thief must pay the value of the table. However, if the table was broken uh, into different pieces, and it could be put together once again. So then he just has to return the stolen object, put it together as a table and give it back. Let's say the thief stole a bar of metal. And then he took that metal and he melted it down into coins. Now this is a change. However, it's a change that could be returned to its original state. He could take all of those coins and melt them down into a bar of metal. So the thief is obligated to return the coins to the owner. This mitzvah of a akzela, returning the lost object, is applicable during the lifetime of the thief and even afterwards. If the thief died without observing this mitzvah, of returning the lost object, those that inherit the thief are obligated to return this lost object to the original owners. In fact, they also have to return the value that was stolen. Why is this mitzvah so important? Society can only run when people are honest with each other. And if someone stole from someone else, they have an obligation to return it. Our sages wanted to make it easier for the thief to return that which he owes. And therefore, they decreed that if a person is obligated to return a certain value, a certain amount of money, they might be too embarrassed to come up and say, hey, I stole money from you, here it is. So in certain circumstances, they have the option of returning the money uh, in different ways, secretly depositing the money in the bank or depositing the money in their mailbox. Or let's say they do business and uh, the one who was stolen from uh, is doing business with the thief and the thief has to give change to this person and he adds more money in the change. And over time, as a result of adding more money in the change, he is returning that lost, uh, he's returning that stolen money, the stolen value of the stolen object as well. It is crucially important that if someone has violated the command of theft, that they should do teshuva and return the lost objects. Our sages wanted to make it easier for a thief to do teshuva. And uh, you see, whereas in most in, in most uh, violations, in most prohibitions, the way you do teshuva is that you say, I'm sorry to God, and God forgives you. But here with theft, it's not enough to say, I'm sorry to God. You have to make it up with your fellow man. So let's say someone is a thief and everything that he has is stolen goods. Now if he's going to return everything, he's going to be destitute, he's going to lose everything. The thief is never going to come forward. And therefore our just said that such a person, if he comes forward and wants to return everything, don't accept it from him. Make it easier for this person to turn away from a life of theft and cheating and that he should become an upright, good citizen, part of society. Thank you all for watching. More tomorrow.